Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so they can show fully in their life and their career. And hey, I have something special for you guys. I want to give you access to my Stop Obsessing About Your Weight Masterclass. In this masterclass, you will learn why you obsess about your weight, why it's not serving you, and what you can do to stop obsessing about your weight without worrying about gaining weight. So just head on over to my website at kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. Scroll down and enter your info to receive this masterclass for free. You won't want to miss it. Okay, my friends, on to our topic for this episode. Today, I want to share with you just how you can improve your relationship to food. Now, if you are wondering what this even means, that's okay. Your relationship to food is your thoughts, feelings, and actions around food. You may believe that there are good foods and bad foods. And I put that in quotes, like it's good and it's bad. You may believe that you can only eat 1,200 calories if you want to lose weight. You may believe that you have to not eat sugar in order to lose weight. You may believe that eating ice cream will make you fat. You may believe that all foods have a place in your diet. You may believe that what you eat determines your worth, your lovability, and success. You may believe that you are able to control your portions and eat until you are comfortably full. Okay. You may believe that you can't control yourself around certain foods and therefore will overeat them if they are available. You may judge yourself for what you eat or don't eat. These all contribute to your relationship with food. Your relationship with food includes all the thoughts you have around food. And these thoughts create your feelings and drive your actions around food. Now, if you struggle with your relationship with food, meaning that you feel out of control around food or you're not happy with the results you're getting, then you are in the right spot. I'm going to share with you how you can improve your relationship to food. But first, we need to figure out if you have a negative relationship with food and learn what that looks like. So here are some signs or examples that you have a negative relationship with food. You feel guilty about eating certain foods. You avoid or restrict foods that are quote unquote bad for you. You have rules about foods that you can or cannot eat. You rely on calorie counters or apps to tell you when you're done eating for the day. You ignore your body's natural hunger and fullness cues. You have a history of yo-yo dieting or tend to follow the latest fad diets. You feel stress and anxiety when eating in social settings um, because you fear what other people think or may think about what you're eating. Or maybe you find yourself restricting or binging food or both, restricting and then binging, right? So basically a negative relationship with food will involve periods of restricting or overeating foods, um, regular dieting and feeling shame or guilt around the food you eat, especially food that's considered bad or that will make you gain weight or you think will make you gain weight. 
Now, your relationship with food has evolved over your lifetime. Negative actions or conflicting messages can create a negative relationship with food. As we are growing up, we hear things like, that will go straight to your hips, right? We are told to eat everything on our plate because of starving kids in insert country. We are told that we will offend the cook or the host if we don't have seconds or if we don't eat everything on our plate. We are told that we have put on some weight. We are told that we have lost some weight and need to eat more. Maybe you experienced food scarcity and you ate all you could at a meal because you didn't know when your next meal would be coming or how much food there would be. You received comments and compliments that were based on your physical appearance, and now you have trouble separating your worth from the size of your body. You were fed into diet culture and believe your body has to look a certain way or that you need to weigh a certain weight in order to be loved, accepted, worthy, or successful. Your relationship with food has evolved and changed over your lifetime. But if you have been fed these conflicting messages and misinformation, then you will have a negative relationship with food. Also important to note when it comes to our relationship with food is that food goes deeper than just fueling our body. Unlike animals, which eat for survival, we as humans eat for many reasons, like pleasure, culture, tradition, socialization, joy, and to fuel our bodies. And when we have a negative relationship with food, we believe that we shouldn't enjoy foods. We shouldn't get pleasure from them. Or we shouldn't eat foods from our culture because they're not healthy. Or it's not on my diet, right? Or it's on the do not eat list. When you start to appreciate food as more than just fuel for your body, you begin to see the value in it and start to develop a healthy relationship with food. So let's take a look at a healthy relationship with food and what that looks like. Okay, so signs of a healthy relationship with food or you know a good relationship with food may be things like, You give yourself unconditional permission to eat foods you enjoy. You listen and respect your body's natural hunger and fullness cues. You eat when you're hungry and stop when you're comfortably full. No foods are off limits. All foods are welcome in your diet. You don't let the opinions of others or what others say dictate what foods you eat or don't eat. You don't feel the need to justify or explain your food choices. You understand that you're not defined by the foods you eat. You understand that your worth is not tied to what you eat or don't eat. You enjoy all foods in moderation. You choose foods that make you feel the best. Calories are not the focus of your food choices. You don't obsess over the number on the scale and you don't obsess over what size you wear. In essence, a healthy relationship with food involves welcoming all foods in moderation and eating foods that you enjoy, that serve you and feel good in your body, and not letting foods control your life, and realizing that the food you eat does not determine your worth. Now, you may be thinking, there's no way I'll ever get to this point. This seems impossible. 
don't worry, you're not alone. I used to think that this was impossible and that I would be doomed to be stuck in a negative relationship with food for the rest of my life. I just thought that's the way it was. And many people I work with struggle with the idea of letting go of diet mentality and feeling feel like it's impossible to get out of these years of diet culture messaging they have come to believe. So instead of trying to achieve all these things on the list that I just shared with you, just take one step forward and work on making one change at a time. It's just one step at a, at a time, my friends. And to support you with this, I have five strategies for you to help you create a healthy relationship with food. Okay, so number one, let go of diet culture. <laughs> now, I chuckle because I know this is a big ask. You have been inundated with messages from diet culture and idealizing thinness and leanness. This is not easy to forget. But what I invite you to do is to recognize where diet culture has an influence on your beliefs about, your, about food, yourself, and what bodies should look like. Notice when these thoughts come up, name them as diet culture influences and really question if they are true and if they serve you. If they don't serve you, which they don't, then choose to let go of that thought or belief. One thing that will help you do this is, is um, to bring up, sorry, which brings up the second strategy. You can help yourself with this by creating a or doing a social media detox. Okay. So number two, or the second strategy for you to help you create a healthy relationship with food is a social media detox. This is so valuable, my friends, and probably the easiest thing to do on the or in these five strategies. So think of all the time you spend on social media. And you can even extend this to shows and movies you watch, right? But scrolling through your Instagram feed, are you constantly looking at perfect bodies that are often photoshopped or filtered or are posed just so? So they look, you know, like in the, the lighting, right? They have everything perfect. It's not just a candid shot, right? It's totally posed. This does not support you in your relationship to food or your body. Even looking at pictures of perfectly plated, quote unquote, healthy food can make you feel inferior in your, your food choices or striving to be perfect with food. So go through your social media and unfollow accounts that promote diet culture and don't support your relationship with food. And then look for accounts that promote all bodies and health not being about the number on the scale, but a lifestyle that is attainable and doable for the long run, okay? Number three, shift your thoughts. Now, this is a huge category and can encompass so much, so I'm going to narrow it down for you, okay? So specifically, when we shift our thoughts, I want you to let go of this idea of good foods and bad foods. When you let go of this idea that there are good foods and bad foods, you let go of morality around eating food. You realize that food is just food. It's just molecules put together that you eat. 
and you are not a better person nor did something good when you ate a salad and you are not a bad person nor did something bad when you eat ice cream. This shift in mindset alone will greatly shift your relationship to food. Okay, number four, my friends, mindful eating. When you are aware of and mindful of what you're eating, you take in all that you are eating and you enjoy the smell, the taste, and the texture of the food you are eating, right? And when we're mindful eating or eating mindfully, you make connections with your brain and your stomach to help aid in digestion and sending these fullness signals, right? You enjoy what you are eating no matter what, whether it's a salad, pasta, ice cream, or broccoli, right? You put the phone down, put or turn the TV off, put the computer screen away, take 10 minutes to eat mindfully. Mindful eating helps you develop a healthy relationship with food. Okay, number five, I love this one, my plate, my business. Okay, so this was um, a quote I saw on inst- an, an Instagram account a while back. Um, and if I could remember whose account it was, I would give them credit. However, I don't. So I'm sorry to whomever this is. Um, your plate is your business. It's no one else's. People can say whatever they want about what you're eating or aren't eating, but really it's none of their business. You can eat whatever you want and don't feel bullied or judged by anyone else. Because you know what? Their opinions about your food choices have nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. So I invite you to adopt this philosophy. My plate, my business. Okay, so let's go over those five strategies again to help you create a healthy relationship with food. Number one, let go of diet culture. Number two, social media detox. The easiest thing you'll do and very impactful. Number three, shift your thoughts, letting go of that idea that there are good foods out there and there are bad foods out there. Number four, mindful eating. And I have a podcast on this. I don't, I didn't look up what number it is. I'm so sorry before this episode, before I um, recorded this episode, but I do have um, an episode on mindful eating. It's probably maybe like five or six episodes back if you haven't, if you haven't heard that. So you can dive deeper into that. Um, And number five, my plate, my business, letting go of what other people think about what you're eating. Okay, my friends, I've shared five strategies with you to help you improve your relationship with food. Now, don't go out and try and conquer them all at once. That's not the point of this. Choose one strategy that sounds doable and go do it. Implement it. Okay. And then once you've done that, choose another and work on that one. There is no rush in this process. Take it one step at a time and you will start to notice these little changes around your relationship with food, around the thoughts and how you think about food and even your body too, because that's so related. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. 
If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This really helps us show up higher in the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. Or better yet, just share this episode with somebody who you think could benefit from it. I'd greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where we have a special guest with us. Pip from Rooted Eats. I'm excited to dive into her brain and have her share how she stays just so consistent with her nutrition and what kind of her driving force is and why it's so important to her. Okay, my friends, we can learn a lot from her. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.